What is up? Welcome to the MMA Kill Shot podcast from DFS Army. We are back after the, I don't know, seven months off from MMA. And we got UFC Fight Night Ankalaev versus Walker 2. Get a rematch. Magomed Ankalaev, his thing is getting good at these rematches. Second time he has a rematch because of a fluke ending in a first fight. And he, true, uh, that's true. He put an exclamation point on the last one. We'll see if he can do it against Johnny Walker. With me, as always, I'm Sniper, if I didn't say it in the beginning, is Monk. Monk, how was your time off? How was your holidays? You excited to be back? What are we doing? Very much so. Good holidays. Uh, got to do a little traveling, see some family. Been doing nothing but data entry on my end. Uh, <laughs> trying to get some more round-by-round round stuff in. Lots more stats for you guys. But I'm definitely looking forward to this card, especially a couple of fights. There's one fight in particular on here where, oh my goodness, I just cannot wait for it. And we will get into it. Awesome, awesome. If you're not, if you're first time with us, first of all, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button. We're going to break down UFC Fight Night and Goliath versus Walker 2 from pretty much every perspective, probably a little bit heavier on the Daily Fantasy and DraftKings side, but I'll mix in some bets I'm looking at, break down the fights, have a good time, talk some shit, talk some stats, and let's, uh, let's jump right into it. The main event of the evening. It is Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker. Ankalaev is at minus 550. Walker is plus 400 on DraftKings. Ankalaev is 9,400. Walker is 6,800. Monk, you know what? You've been waiting a long time. Take it away. You were first this week. Hey, all right. Um, unfortunately, not really a main event I'm going to be targeting a ton of, I don't think. Um, I'm probably thinking Ankalaev... Wins this one. He was pretty much dominating for about three minutes before uh, the crazy ending there. And he just doesn't score well. Only 94.25 points per win. And he's had a ton of five-round fights, or at least a few. Um, yeah, he has a decent floor, so I don't mind him for cash. But even then, what's his sal? Aren't we at like 9,400? Yeah, that seems to be way too much for me. Um, although Johnny Walker basically has one of two options i talked about this on another show if he can locate a time machine somehow and go back to when he was much more unpredictable uh this would benefit him greatly in this fight against uncle but if he's just going to be more technical which has its you know it's it's uh advantages but in this fight and for this fighter specifically i don't think it works uh in his favor so uncle honestly i'm kind of shaming his DraftKings stuff but if he can get this done in the first and the, or the second round Maybe a takedown and some ground and pound. I mean, he could score okay. And Johnny Walker's path to victory is obviously an early bonk on uh, on Kaliev probably doing some crazy shit. So I kind of, I guess I let off. I talked myself into kind of liking this fight a little bit for DraftKings, but there will be many more fights and fighters I'm targeting uh, over on Kaliev Walker. I don't mind Walker as a punt play. And on Kaliev, I will have some of him in GPPs, but again, I'm going to be pretty low but I think this probably finishes a little early. I just don't know how he scores. Yeah, I'm I'm a little higher on the fight overall for DraftKings because I think around it, there are some fighters I'm more confident, but I, I'm not loving some of the upside here. And one guy who I think was really good upside, uh, I'm it's a debuting fighter, and can I really go slam him? So I'm going to end up on plenty of Mago Banakalaev. I wish he'd go back to the wrestling. He's got a huge wrestling advantage here. He can win this however he wants. He's got the upside. We've seen Walker knocked out. We've seen Walker grappled. Ankalaev can win this any which way. And he's not even the most expensive fighter in the card. He's the third most expensive fighter. I'll be plenty of um, plenty of Ankalaev here. Go ahead. Mix in Walker for punt plays because I'm only picking one dog straight up on this card. 
Um, stay tuned. We'll see who that is. There are some other DraftKings viable spots, but not a ton of dogs I'm digging, so I'll take some shots at Johnny Walker. No problem there. I don't think there's any value in this main event betting-wise any which way. Other spots for me to bet on on the card. All right, let's talk about the next fight of the evening. We're going to talk uh, co-main event, Manel Kopp, 9,000. Take on Mateus Nicolau at 7,200. Line on this fight, Kopp is minus 275. Nicolau is plus 235. And guess what? This is also a rematch. These two have already fought. Mateus Nicolau's already won. He's a bigger underdog than he was the first time. Now, why is that? Well, Manel Kopp was making, I think it was his second UFC fight when uh, they fought the first time. Still settling in. He's looked pretty good. Um, and and you know me. How many times do, I, do have I screamed on this podcast? Rematches never play out the same way. Right. <laughs> I'm actually picking the underdog. I'm going against, I'm going against that here. The problem Ooh. is they fought to a split decision. He's a bigger underdog this time. You know Kopp I mean, he's got power for flyweight, but relying on cop, relying on a flyweight for power, even though he has some, no thanks. He predominantly wants to strike. He's not going to grapple. Outside of landing that bomb in the first round, you don't think he scores very well. You know, we know Nicolau. He's got some, some, the, the first fight was close. It's one of those, either guy wins, it's not a robbery. Okay? But Nicolau, could have some grappling success. Cop isn't going to run, run away from him on the feet. If Nicolau has a good day and Cop isn't on all his P's and Q's, he, Nicolau could win a decision. I think he's got multiple paths to victory. I don't love the upside from Cop. If I'm going to do anything in this fight, I'm going to take the stab on Nicolau. This is the this is the dog I'm picking right here in the co-main event, and it's not one I'm I'm like all in on. It's one of those we're going to build exposures, and Nicolau will be up towards the top because he's the dog I'm picking clearly. And betting-wise, if you're going to take a stab on this fight, for me, it definitely would be the price tag on Mateus Nicolau, the highest of which around. If I go to look, you can get him at plus 235 on Bet Online. So, yeah, give me Nicolau. Monk, what do you got? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pick Nicolau in this one, although I did used to be a big Nicolau guy. He just looked so unimpressive against Brandon Royville, who looked equally, you know, I won't say unimpressive, I guess. He looked, he had his moments against uh, Pantoja, but um, I just think cops going up, man. This is the, let's just say this is the last time, and I haven't been doing it a, a lot, but if, if cop loses to Nicolau, he's not on the upward tra trajectory that me and several other people think that he might be on, uh, including himself for the flyweight uh, strap. So, if he loses this one to a decent fighter in Nicolau, I will kind of, you know, lower him a little bit. Uh, my only thing with Nicolau is, and yeah, I know he's only 7,200, but guys, he scored 57 points against David Dvorak. And even if you win a fight at 7,200 and you score 50, I mean, I guess there that there's a Montana De La Rosa way to get on the optimal lineup that way. But yikes, that is a super low score uh, before that 77, before that 70. He did put up 110 against Matt Schnell, but he finished that fight. So I'm not expecting Manel Kopp to get finished here, and therefore I don't think Nicolau will score well in a decision. But again, salary so low, it might not matter. However, I do think Kopp, his path to victory is there. I think he'll be more athletic, and I think Nicolau will be the one uh, kind of running away uh, from Kopp, in my opinion. Nicolau loves to run. Um, he, unless you can catch, if, he, if you can catch him with a jab or just get him to, to stay put, that's where he is... Uh, at his most vulnerable, vulnerable cop scores very well, three and a half points a minute, over a hundred when he wins. 
And uh, he's like the fifth most expensive fighter this week. So I don't think that's bad at all. Maybe even sixth. So, uh, yeah, in fact, two people above him. One of them has six professional fights overall. And uh, let's see. I don't remember who uh, who the other one is. Oh, uh, one of them. I forget is Marcus Mar- Marcus McGee. That's what it was. So, yeah, couple, you know, not much experience in guys above him. So give me Manel Cop at 9K. I don't mind that spot. A bunch of guys more expensive. You got John Silva at 96, Cortez Acosta at 95. Well, I know, you but got, uh, who, you know, who you among, mean right above? Yeah, no, I'm I got you. Who's worth it? At the Tom Nolan is more expensive than, than him. I'm this gonna, dude has six pro fights. I'm gonna make a case for one of them in there that it's gonna make some fight fans cry, but we will get there. All right, let's move on. Speaking of fight fans who've been around, it, this fight is, I mean, if you've been around this more than five years and you you know i'm talking about jim a10 miller here 8200 mm-hmm. taking on mowgli benitez also a guy who's been around forever a lot of interest like just a, a good veteran fight i'm looking forward to this one um 8 of the salaries here uh miller is up to minus 150 come back on benitez is plus 130 so a little bit of odds value um for DraftKings. monk you got this one first yeah, give me Jim freaking Miller, man. 42 fights in the UFC. And how do I know that off the top of my head? Because I just entered every single one of them, all every round into my database like and yesterday. By the it way, guys, he's, goddamn day. he's not super declining either. Because his last five fights you entered yeah. wins. He's four and one in his last five. Now, one of them, I mean, he knocked out a guy who should be bagging groceries. But still, he's four sure. and one in his last five UFC fights. That's not, <laughs> it's not nothing. Exactly, man. And and I saw this booking and I panicked because this seems a little close to UFC 300. And if Jim Miller is not on UFC 300, I we're going to riot. I mean, that is just that, that would be back, insane. So backstory, because I, I, I saw one of, you know, on MMA Twitter, I saw one of Fury's fight picks uh, tweets that the average MMA fans like lifespan is about five years. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but say say that is true. There are people who don't know that Jim Miller was on UFC 200, and that's why this right. is cool. And there are people who don't know that, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he was on UFC 100. Exactly. Dude's been around fucking forever, <laughs> if you are not familiar. and You're relatively new. Like, And he's fun. He's a good dude. He's fun. Also, doesn't have well, Lyme disease anymore. I was gonna, well, I was going to say, that's one of the more impressive things. It's it's up there. Well, it's, it's below Bisbing with one eye, but... Fight. I mean, doing anything with Lyme disease seems ridiculous, but fighting for almost a whole career or a good portion of it with Lyme disease is is ridiculous. So shout out, obviously, to Jim Miller. How could I pick against him? Um, yeah, Gabriel Benitez has been around a while. However, as you said, Jim Miller, four and one in his last five. Yes, one guy was Jesse Butler. We'll just, you know, X that one out. Uh, but Gabriel Benitez, his only wins, he's two and three in his last five. His two wins are against Charlie Ontiveros and Justin Janes. If you don't remember, Justin Janes uh, supposedly put his entire fight purse in his last UFC fight on himself, and he lost and got kicked out of the UFC. So that's always uh, that's always funny to me. Um, but yeah, give me Jim Miller. I'm sure he um, thinks it's fucking hilarious. I, yeah, yeah. I'm totally biased on this one. I I'm just I'm picking Jim Miller. Uh, honestly, he can get it done anyway. And look. I heard this on somebody else's show and I went back and looked at it and they're totally right. The more he offensively wrestles, the more he gets tired. And uh, lately he hasn't been doing that. He's kind of just been defensive, defensively wrestling when needed and kind of improving his striking. So I love that out of Jim Miller, even in his forties proves 
that you can still change your ways and get shit done. So yeah, give me a 10 Jim Miller here. Yeah, he's got multiple paths here. That's why I think he's live. He's the, the striking is going to be close. I do slightly favor Mowgli there, but Jim Miller's got the wrestling, the BJJ, the clinch game. I think he's more well-rounded. That's why I have to nudge him towards the pick. Uh, that's where I would go for a bet if I was betting on this fight. And on DraftKings is a line value. I mean, we said it all here. It's got um, you know, the wrestling upside. Benitez to get the, the optimal needs a KO and. It's not impossible to knock out Jim Miller. I just I don't see it from from Mowgli here. Other spots I like uh, for me, Miller is the play. Next fight up, we're gonna move on to Ricky Simone. He's eighty six hundred, taking on Mario Batista at seventy six hundred. I feel like this is the fight Monk is super excited about. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Uh, Simone is minus one eighty five. Batista is plus one sixty. Ricky Simone is a relentless grappler. He will make you look silly unless your name is Song Yadong. There to your boy. Uh, coming off a rough uh, outing in, in his, his main event performance. And, and look, Simone didn't look great, but Song looked really good. Song looked really, really good. So it's a good bounce back spot here. I think the UFC is setting him up for a bounce back spot. He takes on Mario Batista, who has won, what is it, last? He's won five fights in a row, and he's seven and two in the UFC. The problem is, you know, his wins are against, you know, actually, I, sh I should say, I, I think um, the Blackshear win is decent. Although that was that when Blackshear fought twice in like nine he cut, days. He cut weight twice in yeah. seven days. Wait, so he beat him. He beat Guido Canetti, Benito Lupas, uh, Brian Kelleher, Jay Perrin. Not the best wins on there, but to Batista's credit, he does what you're supposed to do. Why I'm picking Simone outside of just, just wiki capping is that relentless forward pressure. He moves forward, he'll grapple, he'll score. He should put up a big number and look really good. Um, I, however, do like both sides of this fight for this reason. Uh, and I'm going to be higher on Simone at his price tag. But I do think Batista is a more live dog than people will tell you. Just gauging on what, you know, the couple things I've seen since I finished. Um, my notes yesterday or Wednesday. So I've actually listened to a few podcasts before this one, which I usually don't do. Simone's going to come forward. We've seen Uriah, old man Uriah Faber knock him out. You can get at him. His pressure forward style, which makes him fun to watch and good on DraftKings, can leave him open and leave options for Batista. I just think Batista's going to struggle backing up the whole time. That being said, he has pop. And if Ricky Simone makes a mistake or Ricky Simone did get beat up pretty good in that fight. Like, let's see him bounce back mentally. Now, now he bounced back fine after the Faber one, but there's a difference between a six-second or however quick Faber knocked him out and Song just beating on him for five rounds. Let's see how he comes out. If he's not the same guy, I think Batista's a decent prospect. And again, there, there's some really gross underdogs on this card, so Simone's style just makes us a good one to target both sides of, but he is my preferred play. Monk? Tell us why you love Ricky Simone. Yeah, same thing. And this was my fight uh, that I'm mostly looking forward to. I, I just love Ricky's fight style. Four of his last five, he's made the optimal lineup. And, of course, he didn't in that song fight. Or at least I don't think he yeah, no, only scored 36. <laughs> no, he did not. No, he did not. Uh, I had to double check, though. Uh, but, yeah, offensively, I mean, these two are you know in the top five on the card as far as scores per minute. Uh, and overall scores, basically 111.7 for Ricky in his last five wins um, overall. He also allows 
far fewer points than Mario Batista does at 1.46 per minute compared to 2.77. Two fantastic numbers, but uh, one of them almost half uh, of the other here. And the last thing, Ricky Simone uh, scoring seven points a minute inside the distance. Like you said, relentless grappling, allowing just 1.6 per minute inside the distance. Batista's uh, no slouch there, though, 5.41 offensively. He does allow three and a half per minute, though, inside the distance, which is concerning uh, if you're a Batista backer in this one. Love both guys' uh, DraftKings points per win, as I said. Both guys have uh, pretty good, well, Ricky Simone has a good floor. Mario Batista, uh, far less and or far smaller floor than uh, Simone. Last thing I'll say, it's that strength of schedule. Ten points better the way I calculate it for all their UFC fights is Ricky Simone compared to Mario Batista. Uh, both of them do have a shared opponent in Brian Kelleher. Doesn't really mean much. Both guys score uh, very consistently over 100 points as well. So again, get either one of these guys. Your lineups don't have a problem with Batista. I even see, uh, like you said, his pass to victory. I don't think this is a guarantee for Simone, although I will be rooting for him. And like you, I will have more ownership on Ricky as well. Let's move on. Let's talk about Bruno Fajeda at 8,300, taking on Phil Hawes at 7,900. Line on this fight. I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a second. Ferreira's minus 125. Hawes is plus 105. I'm laughing because to me, this is a fight of who's less reliable. So, Monk, your question and answer who's less reliable? I'm going, I'm going, why well, have two dogs on this card? And Phil Hawes is one of them over Bruno Fajeda. Uh, yeah, yeah, this fine. is a coin flip, complete coin flip. I really don't have Phil Hawes should be the better fighter overall. I mean, his skills should be better everywhere for the most part, especially wrestling. Will he wrestle? Who knows? And his chin is God awful. Now we've seen Bruno Fajeda drop or rock uh, Gregory Rodriguez um, in the first round. So we immediately saw his power. And then we saw how he doesn't have much of a chin either against Nur Sultan. Uh, just a few, you know, six months later. So Ruzaboyev is a problem, though. That guy's going to be a problem. But yeah, and uh, also guys with with bleach blonde hair, I really don't uh, don't back. But his three losses, I mean, they're decent. Chris Curtis, my guy, Roman Delize, and Ikram Alaskarov, who uh, everyone is saying is the next big thing. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm just going to go with Phil Hawes here. Really, it's a coin flip. Whose chin is worse? Like you said. Also, really, we can't. Is DC calling the fights this week? I tried to get this verified last no, night. I don't know yet. Because if he is, he's doing the in-ring common, the in-ring interviews, right? And we all know what happened last time Phil Hawes won and DC interviewed him. We got to get round two. I need Phil Hawes to be interviewed by DC uh, after his win over Fajeda. So we can't get there unless Hawes wins. So I'm picking Phil Hawes. If I had to guess... I I bet you DC is not doing it. He's probably it, doing the next paper. We got a pay per view next week. So we're not going to get it. I know. Damn it. Maybe Phil Hawes will shoot on um, Michael Bisbing. That could be fun. Ooh, there we go. Or Just Paul Felder. Paul, Paul Felder right would side. put him in his place. By the way, side yeah. note, hot take: Paul Felder's the best color guy in the UFC. I've been saying I it for 100% years. Hundred percent agree. Like, don't He's think it's best. close. Mm -hmm. Don't think it's close. Uh, this fight, yeah, literal coin flip, just like you said. Uh, both guys coming back from recent visits to the Shadow Realm. Uh, I test. I think Bruno's actually a little, be a little better, but it's close. I've seen Phil be consistently inconsistent. I'm going off of one performance against Rozboyev for uh, for Hera. Maybe he was taking the guy too lightly. Maybe he was high. Maybe he needed that loss. All those things. I've just I've seen 
Phil Hawes be more consistently should turn up shitty performances. So I lean towards Ferreira, but it's it's a play both sides in DraftKings and betting wise. Just just don't. I mean, why? Yeah. Why? If you want to take a stab at one of these guys by KO, sure, because you'll get some plus money because it's it's but really you'll get plus money. Yeah, because it's a pick. It's basically a pick and fight. So you add in the exact method of victory, you'll get it. Bill Hawes is plus money to win straight up. Ferreira is plus one is minus one twenty five straight up. So wow. in KOs, that that's what I mean. If you're gonna pick one of these guys, that's what it, like Ferreira by KO is plus one twenty five. Hawes by KO is plus one eighty five. Yeah, you go you go Hawes there. You go Hawes there. I don't, but that, I think those are the betting <laughs> spots I would consider. Plus one twenty five for a knockout. Get the fuck out of here. Both these guys, whatever. Whoever they fight next is going to knock them out, probably. Yeah, right. Put Ferreira against freaking Jordan Wright. <laughs> then we'll settle this once and for all. <laughs> That's true. All right, this is the um, this is the fight. Oh, I messed up my markers here. I'm trying to mark in StreamYard. It's giving me a problem. There we go. Marker created for the next fight. It's Waldo Cortez Acosta, 9,500. Taking on Andre Arlowski at 6,700. Line in this fight, Waldo Cortez Acosta is minus 750. Arlovsky's plus 550. This is the fight I alluded to it earlier that I said could upset some hardcore fans. Uh, I we finally have seen the end of, of Arlovsky, guys. Like he's he's toast. He's just father time is undefeated. He's been around forever. When you get knocked out by Dontel Mays, that's it. Let's move on. Let's pack our shit up. His 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 last two wins are Jake Collier, which by the way didn't win that fight. Terrible decision. He should be on three fight skid. And yeah. Jared Vandera. Look, Waldo Cortez Acosta is for real. Leg kicks, front kicks, knocked out Brzezki last time. I was. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to volume to death, but neither did Brzezki. He fucking flipped around backwards. That was crazy. <laughs> um, look, he got. Wrestled by Rogerio de Lima. I don't think Arlovsky is going to be able to do that to him. Acosta is a good prospect. I think he wins here. I think Salsa Boy, who better be up there on your um, nickname rankings, by the way, he better be up there. He's up there, but there is a clear winner this week. All right. I'll have to, to try and take note, but Salsa Boy is a solid one. Uh, I think he's live for a finish against giant-headed Arlovsky. So 9,500, I do like him. I'm going to pass on Arlovsky, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It beats me, but that's one of the... Stands I'm taking. Monk, how about for you? Yeah, same here. I was going to say his head, you said giant head. His head looks like a freaking pumpkin, dude. I just downloaded the artwork for the show I'm doing later. I was like, Jesus, man, am I even going to be able to get this on the screen? It was freaking gigantic. He's 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 done, man. And again, we mentioned Jim Miller. He's been around since UFC 100. Well, you know who's been around longer than that? Andre freaking Arlovsky. He's been around so long that the betting line history doesn't even go back to like, I can only like 13 of his fights aren't recorded for a betting line. So that's how far back he goes. But uh, yeah, uh, long story short, I think, uh, I don't think Cortez, I mean, he might be the real deal. He, he could be, um, but I don't think Arlovsky stands much of a chance here. I think Cortez Acosta is a great cash play. I think he is a great GPP play too at 9,500. You don't want to pay up for uh, Mr. John Silva. You know, you don't want to pay for Tom Nolan. Maybe Cortez Acosta is your guy here. Um, barring a miracle, I think he gets it done, and I think he gets it done inside the distance. I mean, Arlovsky used to be unable to be, you know, finished for the most part, and it's two in a row to Hagerio DeLima and Dante Mays. So, yeah. 
I'll almost give him a pass on Delima because it was, it was submission, right? Wasn't that a submission? Yeah, it was a submission, but it happened in less than two minutes. Yeah, but it's one of those, okay, you got grappled. Like, if you're going to beat Arlovsky, we've seen that happen before. But yeah, Dante Almeida is... He humped a guy know. to death. God, I love him for that. My favorite, one of my favorite fighters because of that. Like, <laughs> that, that's, you know what? That's the definition. And he beat of, the goat. He he I, he wrecked John Jones' arm. That's the definition of creative striking. Yep. Show fuck way, shoulder strikes. By the way, John Jones is a fucking joke. Yeah, this shit go, is ridiculous. Go through his Twitter. You're a joke, John. I know you're not watching this, but you're a joke. Stipe. Who wants? I actually saw a comment that was I like, want well, Stipe all I for want to see is the Stipe fight. And I'm like, wow, here's the one guy who actually wants that fight to happen. Nobody wants that. Fight. Nobody cares. Nobody. If you're gonna if you're gonna beat up Hasbins, John Jones, do me a favor, and then I'd be fine with it. Go beat up Conor McGregor. Go make that shit show fight in Ryzen. I'd watch that. Support John Jones in that fight. He's another fucking clown. Right. Announcing the Chandler fight. God, Jones and McGregor went from potential goats to just jokes. Just jokes. Really did. Could you imagine if Anderson Silva did some shit like that? Jesus. I want to say nobody boxed Jake Paul, but whatever. yeah, not he as bad as knocked out Tito Ortiz. Let's go. That was fun. Good. <laughs> Tito getting knocked out is fun. Tito throwing those punches, I'll never forget. I don't I don't always agree with Dana White, but when I do, it's about how much of a dickhead Tito Ortiz is. <laughs> <laughs> and we got really sidetracked. Let's dive back in. Yeah. Let's talk Matthew the Jedi. The semi, semi the Jedi. Matthew semi the Jedi. Semmelsberger. 8,400. Take it on Preston Parsons at 7,800. Line on this fight. We have the fuck is it there you are oh it's pick them it's closed we got a little bit of value mm-hmm. here on parsons semelsberger minus 115 come back on parsons minus 105 monk you are first yeah try saying preston pressure parsons five times fast that'd be pretty difficult um preston yeah, I... I have a stupid nickname parsons preston's i have a stupid yeah. nickname parsons preston. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. i uh it's a pick them here i don't trust either guy so i'm going with the actually i guess i have three dogs i'm picking the dog straight up uh, Mr. Parsons, he seems tough. He also yes. scored 50 points against Officer Giles in a loss. Um, and according to Just Stats, he that was that fight was much closer. Actually, it was a split, so I can't say much closer. Um, but he might have uh, done a little more offense, we'll just say, uh, than Giles did. He beat Evan Elder before that, scoring 108 points. Lost to D Rod, who's still undefeated in jail and in the streets uh, in his debut fight. Semmelsberger. One you didn't of just say that. Of, that that's what Daniel Rodriguez says about himself. Oh, that's what he says about that's the he's he's 200 and oh. You haven't heard? No, uh, I've heard. Yeah, someone's sport is full of characters. <laughs> How do we have a sport where the NFL players are better behaved than our guys? Oh, it's yeah. Well, speaking of Manel Cop, we are we'll get him if he wins, we'll get him back on the mic. Uh again. We all know what happened last time. Uh Manel Charlie Radke cop was, over here that was, uh, oh charlie right there's some yeah, good ones that was the same card by the way the same card it was almost back-to-back fights <laughs> two tra- f-bombs and i don't mean the ucking <laughs> it was brutal yep i don't even know what I, oh yeah i was going on about semmelsberger he's uh zero <laughs> and two in his last two let's uh, yeah let's not lose this fight this is an important one for DraftKings. it is it is actually but uh he started off quick Started off well, but did not look good against Medich in the last, oh, what did that last 12 minutes? Last three or four minutes of that fight didn't look good. End of round two and all of round three. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. The I think the longer this fight gets extended, the more problems Semmelsberger is going to have. What a great head of hair, though. But I am picking uh, Preston Pressure Parsons uh, to get the decision win here. And as far as DraftKings goes, what are we at here? 84 and 78. This is a great mid-range fight. I think you should target it. Not so much for cash because I really don't know who's going to win. If you have a side, then you can obviously play that. But I think it's a good fight for GPP. Um, Semmelsberg is a bit up and down with his scoring against Jake Matthews. who put up 102 against AJ Fletcher, 62. And as I said, Parsons scored 108. So I think the lanes are there for either guy to score well. Um, but I'm going to have more Parsons, which benefits me because he's cheaper and the line uh, value is there kind of. So yeah, give me Parsons. What's funny is, is that this is striker versus grappler to me. And Parsons is the grappler. I should pick him. The problem is I don't know how he's going to deal with the forward pressure of Semmelsberger. Th th that's, that's my problem. That's big in the first and, round. And, and, and that's why I'm picking Semmelsberger. I just think he's going to be on the front foot going forward. More volume. Parsons could very well win the third round again, but Semmelsberger is live for a big finish. It's going to have more strike. And Parsons can be hit. I don't like his striking defense at all. So if that's what's weird because Parsons, if he finds a takedown, maybe he hits a reactive shot. And I hope that's what he's working on is those moving backwards or reactive type takedown. Because if he gets one of those, he's in good shape here. But I haven't seen it yet, so I have to pick Semmelsberger. Uh, Betting-wise, I honestly would probably bet this fight to go to decision. It's probably where I would go with it, which, which mm -hmm. right now is fight goes to this goes to distance is plus 145 that's why i like that is you get the plus number on on it going to decision temelsberg is a lot of volume yeah it's tough because parsons in danger every minute on the feet so i'm going to lean toward temelsberger this is um we rank everything in dfs army make sure you join up there see all the cheat sheets all that good stuff got links below but we give star rankings to each of the fights i gave three fights a five star rating on this card and we've talked about all of them. Simone Batista, Ferreira Hawes, and this is the third one, Semmelsberger Parsons, which, by the way, those are all mid-range salary fights, too. So we got Exactly. Mid-range is heavy this week. Got a, got a lot of good options here. And, and Jim Miller got bummed down just because of the rest of the, the – how solid the rest of the, the mid-range the mid is, but he's a good option, too. So mid-range is where it's at. But let's move on. Let's talk about Marcus McGee. At 9,100, taking on uh, Gaston Balaños at 7,100. McGee, a line on him is minus 230. The comeback on Balaños is plus 190. Uh, I'm first for this one, and I don't care how long I've seen Marcus McGee fight. I have to mention it every time. You could tell me Marcus McGee is 50 or 16, and I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you know how he looks so old and so younger that you like, you just uh, no idea how to guess the dude's age. It's amazing. Um. I think McGee's a much better prospect. He packs big power. I think his wrestling defense will hold up here against Bolaños. Um, he's not a guy I'm looking at. There's other options. Like I got Nicolau in this price range. Um, Johnny Walker's in this price range. Even Nicholas Mota, who we're going to talk about later. At least he's facing a debuting fighter. I think McGee is just good, better here. And then it becomes a problem. Well, McGee's better, and he hits like a goddamn truck. So it's one I have to look out for GPPs. Uh, I'm not going to be over. I'm probably going to be about field weight to McGee. I'll use our ownership exposures and just kind of vanilla this one. But McGee's not a guy I want to have beat me because when he lands, he hits hard. So give me McGee as the pick here. GPP only fight. Uh, Bolaños not getting much love. And if you want to take a, a stab on this, I'd probably find that uh, McGee wins by KO prop. Uh, Monk, what do you got? 
Yeah, I'm going McGee here. Um, the same as you. I'm going to show him a little bit more love as far as my uh, uh, how much I'm drafting him, though. So I will have him in okay. in GPPs. I will have him in, uh, and I'm not saying you were, you didn't shit on him. I'm just saying I'll be a little bit above, I think, where you were saying uh, about field weight. So yeah, I think he's I think he's even fine for cash. Uh, he has a terrible strength of schedule. He's fought JP Bays and Journey Newsom. Uh, Gaston Bolaños, a little worse though. He's only fought Aaron Phillips and he scored just 64 points in that win, uh, decision win here. So I agree. I think McGee has the path to victory. Um, I think he might be a sneaky play because not a ton of people, the casual fan probably doesn't know even who he is to be completely honest. Uh, they're going to say 9,100. What the hell? Maybe they're looking at, uh, you know, somebody more expensive than that who knows so yeah i i you know manel cops at 9k i assume he'll get a lot of love so yeah i'm gonna be a little bit over uh marcus mcgee and i think he gets it done over gaston bolaños this week i like it moving on i'm gonna waste too much more time on that fight let's go with farid basharat 8900 taken on taylor lapalus at 7300 line on this fight mcgee is uh, not McGee. Sorry, Basharat is minus two eighty. Comeback on Lapalus is plus two forty. Monk, you got it first. Yeah, I th- I'm gonna pick Fareed Basharat here. Um, I don't know. I, I you don't I've sound seen, enthused. I've seen a lot of well, I've seen a lot of people very confident on him, uh, but I've also seen people more confident on Taylor Lapalus as well. I just don't know if I see it from the Lapalus side. Um. I'm going to go with Basharat here. He's been doing nothing but scoring very well. He's only, he has fought Cledson Rodriguez uh, and then Damone Blackshear. Both of those I think are very good wins. He put up 111 uh, in a submission win over uh, Rodriguez there and 81 against Blackshear. Lapulis lost to Eric Perez three fights ago since beaten. Uh, I guess that was in 2015. 2016, he had a win. And then 2023, he just came back in September against the newcomer, Callan Lofren. So, uh, only scored 64 points there. I think defensively he's might be sound, but if if Basharat can get him down, I think you know this fight might kind. Of, uh, I don't know because it's weird though. Lapulus was controlled for 43% of the time against Lofren, and uh, he won the fight. He was controlled 43% of the time back in 2016 against Isa. He won that fight. He's always getting out controlled, and he's always winning the fight. I think Basharat's a little different of an animal here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to give the lean to Basharat in this one. He scores damn near four points a minute. I think he can get it done and maybe even, I don't know about inside the distance, but I think he wins a decision for sure. Yeah, I actually think Lapulus is a dog people are going to look at. And mm-hmm. I think Basharat's the all-around better fighter. I think he's yep. got good takedowns, better striker. I'm probably going to go underweight on, on Lapulus for leverage. Um I, I, oh, I wrote something in my notes. That I said I, I bet at least one coach picks Lopolis. Let's see if I'm oh, right yeah. so far. Uh, oh, well, we're, we're, only two of us put in. Vince has not, so it's on Gino or Eric. We'll see if one of them. Yeah, uh, it won't that, be me. Uh, opinions from five guys, guys. I, I'm gonna go out and just kind of spoiler alert. One coach I'm looking for an underdog play. I could shout out from another coach since I'm here. Vince has taken Gaston Balanos. Mm. Okay. Oh, he's taken Mowgli Benitez though. Fuck you, Vince. Boo. Um, yeah, so right. No, fuck you. Fuck that. Boo. Just, just, just out of principle. I don't even care about the, the uh, fight <laughs> breakdown. It could be a totally valid breakdown, but boo. Um, look, I just think Basharat is better. And and that's really it. And 8,900, I think, is going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit. 
I, I really I think Bashrat's a fine parlay piece. I, I like him a lot. I think he's just a better prospect. So that's who I'm going with. Next fight up, let's talk about Jean Silva at 9,600, taking on Weston Wilson at 6,600. The line in this fight, Jean Silva is minus a billion, uh, anywhere between 900, 900 and minus 1,300, whatever book. Weston Wilson, 600, plus 600 to plus 700. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Silva's the better fighter, but paying minus 1,300, for a UFC debutant, it's fucking disgusting. I don't. I just, I, I, I just can't do it, guys. I mean, I'm gonna a little bit maybe in GPPs, but yeah, I know Wilson, Weston Wilson isn't good, but I'm gonna have a little bit. The line is just all weird. And speaking of weird, Weston Wilson fights weird. He's an awkward dude to try and figure out. He's just goofy. I don't know. Silva wins. I'll take more stabs on Wilson in this fight. Betting wise, just stay away. No, thank you with these lines with Weston Wilson versus a debuting fighter. Like you can find leverage spot here. You're a better man than me. I'm just <laughs> at minus 1300. Gosh, go just go buy a happy meal. Fucking cares. Like, yeah, G give me John Silva. And again, I'll reiterate because I'm just spraying nonsense here because this salary and odds have me way off. I'll be underweight to Silva. And a little bit over to Weston Wilson, who's going to get like five percent ownership, probably. Mm -hmm. Monk, what do you got? Yeah, same here. Like, I think Silva wins. He's part of the Fighting Nerds camp with uh, Kyle Bahio, so I think he gets it done. Also, uh, the outright winner, the guy who I alluded to, Lord Assassin, is his nickname. Does he assassinate lords, or is he the Lord of the Assassins? Who cares? Either way, that's badass. Just like <laughs> the Mongolian murderer. Either way you look at it, it's badass. So yeah, John Silva, Lord Assassin. Uh, meanwhile, Weston Wilson doesn't even have a nickname, um, but uh, Silva fought Vallejos, Kevin Vallejos, uh, back in Dana White Contender Series fight, and if you put DraftKings scoring on that, he decisioned that fight and would have only scored 70 points, and now you're about to pay, what, $9,600 for him, minus $1,300 going against a shitty, uh, albeit still, Weston Wilson. I mean, guys, you can't. Like you said, I'm gonna I'm going under on, on John Silva and uh I'm gonna go just a skosh over on Wilson, even though I think he has no chance. Um I won't say no chance. I don't know shit about John Silva, so he has the, a very small chance. I will give Weston Wilson here, but the pick is Silva. Uh, but I don't want to pay ninety six hundred. I want to see what he does first. No shot. That's what you guy. I'm really old. Sorry, guys. No chance. I'm really old. <laughs> moving on to that debuting fighter we've kind of alluded to a few times tom nolan 9200 take on a nicholas mota at 7000 line on this fight uh nolan is minus 350 mota is plus 285 monk you get a first oh uh, well i don't know much about tom nolan an, an interesting nickname this could go either way big train i don't know if i like that or if i don't like it i think i like it 100 um, that's what he calls his dick and yeah, just, I was gonna say he, big train. He, he's like, I need a nickname. What do I call my junk? I know a lot of train uh, fighters lately. It was uh, who was it? The fight uh, UFC Austin. Oh, Jared Gooden. He uh, beat train. Herman and went choo choo, motherfucker. So that was cool. Now we got big train Tom Nolan here. Uh, I'm on board. That was pun unintended, but very intended. Uh, yeah, he uh, much like I said, um, whoever John Silva. If you put DraftKings stats to his DWCS fight, would have only scored seventy. 
Big Train would have scored 117 and about 19 points a minute in his first uh, two-minute KO under someone named Bogdan Grodd. Meanwhile, Nicholas Mutta, up and down, lost that fight to Trey Ogden, even though it says no contest, beat Cameron Van Camp for his one win in the UFC, but has been absolutely demolished by Jim Miller. Shout out, Jim Miller. And Manuel uh, Manuel Torres getting beat uh, within two minutes in, of the very first round. So... I don't know much about this one. It's probably a good fight to target for GPPs. One guy is probably going to go to sleep. Tom Nolan has six career fights all overall. So you're about to pay 9,200 for a guy that probably has 10 minutes in the cage. Um, and Nicholas Mata, my God, if he could even last 10 minutes in the cage, that would be a miracle. So take one of these guys or play both of them. I guess I'm going to pick Tom Nolan. I really don't know. It's a, another 50, 50 coin flip in my opinion um normally i'd be on the underdog here but mata has just looked so atrocious man so atrocious i don't give any uh stock to that cameron van camp win i think even andre fialo beat cameron van camp so that gets no stock give me tom nolan probably by finish yeah again i, I don't need to rehash a bunch of it mota was losing the last fight before a referee mistake bailed him out paying a lot of juice for a 6-0 and fighter but He's active. He's also a giant. There's one thing we didn't mention. He's much bigger than Nicholas Mota. He's going to tower That's over true. him. Um, much What's bigger guy. Three, something like that. He's he's big. So I, I think Mota. I think Nolan wins. I'll mix in a little bit of Mota because I'd rather play him rather than um, Bolanos or Orlovsky and Batista. Like I'll, I'll I'll mix in a little bit or Lapalus, I should say. Even Felipe Bunes or Boons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so find absolutely find secondary option, even though I think he probably gets killed. <laughs> kind of splitting hairs this week. It's, it's pick your it's it's all about lineup construction this week. Play, play pumpkin headed guy, Nicholas Moda. Oh, also, good old pumpkin giant head, giant heed. Name that movie. Looks like an orange on a toothpick. Oh, it's um Austin Powers. You know it. No, so I married no. an axe murderer. Oh, you, oh, 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 you were oh. there. You were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. half credit. Half credit. Mike Myers. <laughs> all the same. Mike, they're all the same characters. Like Sputnik. Any, anywhere from anywhere from Fat Bastard to to um, Wayne Campbell. Shout out yeah. if, if you're that old. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. God, I just dated myself. Yeah, me too. Oh man, Wayne. I gotta go watch Wayne's World. I gotta go do that. Both you never have. No, I gotta do go like oh. rewatch. Yeah, gotta, it's gotta worth rewatch. It. Mm-hmm. But let's put a bow on things with the last fight of the evening. First fight of the night, last fight of the podcast. Joshua Van, he's 8,800, taking on Felipe Bunes. Boons, I still don't know how to say his last name. I looked it up earlier, but that was like an hour ago when I forgot because fuck <laughs> him. Uh, he's 7,400. Um, Van is minus 250. Felipe Boons is plus 210. Uh, I can admit that I've gotten Joshua Van wrong a few times, and I am now coming around. I'm not going to make this mistake anymore. The volume and pressure and toughness he has, too much for Felipe Boons, in my opinion. I came back in his last fight, I believe. Um, just the volume and pressure. I said it all up front. I think he's going to... I think Boons needs to find takedowns. I don't think he can. I, mean, I like my wrestlers, but I just... I don't think he's going to get Van down. I think he's going to eat a shit ton of volume. And... um yeah, give me Joshua Van here pretty comfortably. I like Van. What was the odd again? Minus 250. I think it's fine for a parlay piece. I said that a couple times. If you want to put those two together. I like Van quite a bit in the spot. Uh, 
Monk, what do you got? Last fight. Um, I I'm gonna pick the opposite. I'm gonna go uh, Boonez Boons, if you boo, will. Boo Hiss. Nothing. Uh, I, I, I you said you didn't have any dogs. You picked like four of them. No, I picked three. This is my third. I had Boonez and Hawes, and I forgot the third one that kind of oh Parsons kind of crept in there somehow. He he crept on in my list. Um, yeah, I was on Van for the Jalgas fight, and uh, he looked good. Only scored eighty points. I was on Van for the Borges fight, and he looked good. Scored one hundred and six. I think Bunas is probably better than Borges, and I think he has. I think Borges is good. He has a wrestling game. That's, and I don't know if he's going to get it off, man. Like I, I don't. I'm not confident in this. I'm just. I have a feeling if Van, you know, uh, gets the win here, then I'll. I'll, I'm not off of Van, but just in this fight specifically, I like the $7,400 price tag opportunity and potential for uh, Filipino Felipe Boons. If you will, um, yeah, I, I just like the price tag. Uh, I will have some of Van for sure. Scored again, like I said, very well in a decision in a flyweight decision. He put up 106 guys. That's pretty rare. He scored 150 or uh, 156 significant strikes plus two takedowns. Didn't do much with the takedowns, but that's still 10 points right there. You know, without that, he's only at 96. So I'm not uh, trying to slide him. My outright pick is going to be Bunez, but I am going to play both sides of this fight in GPPs. Um, I think, I don't know if I like Van for cash, but I think Boons is a decent, not even a punt play, but a, a low-owned, uh, low-salaried kind of play for cash. I think he can go to decision either way, and and even if he loses, I think Bunez can score okay if he lands a couple of takedowns. I mean, if he gets a takedown, sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Big if, I know. Big if. All right, guys. Kill shots. Let's talk kill shots. If you don't know what a kill shot is, first hit the like button and welcome. They are under-owned plays where you get leverage to win a tournament. So Johnny Walker is not a kill shot, even though he's an underdog, because everyone's going to be on Johnny Walker. Got to be different. Got to be cute. Mine's easier because I only picked one dog, so I'm going to go first. I'm taking Mateus Nicolau as my kill shot. Monk, which one are you picking? You know, I'm going to start the year off risky. I'm going to go with the guy I just talked about, Felipe Bunez, making his UFC debut. I think I've pronounced his name four different ways somehow since we started talking about him. Um, but uh, yeah, it could be. I think I think it's Boons. It wasn't it Diego Lopes, and it was we found out it was Amanda Nunes. I don't I don't know what's going on uh, uh, in in Brazil. I need to you know maybe get down there, have some acai, my, figure out the pronunciations. Portuguese is shitty. Yeah, I I, sure. I can say Magomed Akalayev and. And I was the, one of the first ones on Habib uh, Nurmagomedov and Magomed yep. Sharipov, all those. And, and Jacek. Yep. Yep. Um, Karolina Kovalkiewicz. I can say oh, all those yeah. names. I can right. read all the Eastern European Russian names. <laughs> yep. Give me a Portuguese name. I go, oh, fuck. There's an R in there that I have to roll right. and shoot I myself even, in the head. I don't know what to do. I met a Portuguese, a guy from Portugal, He or uh, from Brazil, rather. He... Uh, was visiting and i was like oh i can i'm gonna talk to this dude about ufc and he was like uh or jujitsu and he was like no i don't watch that. i'm too old i was like god damn it i had an opportunity and you don't even fucking watch it um well, you but, looked right at him looked right at him and gone oh vibe madere yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i know that i know you are going to die <laughs> in Portuguese. face would have been i couldn't even imagine that uh, that is what i've learned yeah. because there are sick people right i th did i pick yeah i did bunez is my Bo pick bunez bunez boons Boons. Felipe, Felipe. I, I, I swear I looked it up and it just it's totally gone. Totally out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Had some fun while we talk some fights. Hit the like button if you want more content from DFS Army. 
Link down below, Sniper Tone is Sniper, get you 10% off. You get access to the Discord. We're talking fights all the time. We're sweating fights. There's cheat sheets. There's an optimizer. There's scoring systems. There's there's tons of tons of shit. One of one of us gets to play wrong. You can tell us we suck ass because that just is part of the job. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I made just side note. I uh, it's gonna be MBA, but this is just the kind of stuff I get to deal with. And I just I accept it. It is what it is. So I picked um Dorian Finney Smith today to get one steal. Dude gets three fouls in the first half, plays 12 <laughs> minutes, and then plays two minutes of the first half and leaves the game sick. Oh my god. And people are sliding Left in my sick. Yeah, people are sliding in my DMs telling me you suck. That pick sold. I'm like, you watch the game. How am I supposed to handicap 14 minutes? I don't know. Yeah, but either, clearly the they didn't watch the game. But but there's plenty of times I've made picks that just eat shit because they eat shit and it's high variant stuff. But it's fun. And in the long run, we do make plenty of money. I was gonna say we're still on the heels of a couple weeks ago of you with a mega hit six yeah, well, picks. Yeah, that's right. I say fifth. Fifty bucks into five thousand. That was yep. fun. And the MMA you... posting about it. Yep, that was but not fun. your name because they're assholes. That's true. <laughs> and then MMA, I think, was it last month? I took first and second in the five dollar for, I don't know. Yep. Yep. Sixty, sixty, seven hundred and change. So all yes, good. Sir. It all works out in the long run. If you're new to DFS, which I don't think anybody who's still listening at this point is new to DFS, there's <laughs> going to be ups. There's going to be downs. Do the bankroll management shit, or you're going to be tilting. And I'll yep. be here to listen to you tilt and tell me I suck. And maybe I'll say something mean back if I've been drinking. Who knows? There we go. Be fun. So <laughs> anyway, all kinds of good shit in the Discord. We'll see you guys there. Monk, I'm sure I'm going to be talking to you on Saturday. Oh, I forgot, I forgot to tell you since since we're here, you went to UFC Houston, right? Was it Houston? Austin, Austin. yeah, Austin. I, I have my next UFC trip scheduled. End of March, UFC Atlantic City. Uh, it's... Depending on how my first couple of months go, I might see you there. Really? I got, I got people out in Philly, so uh, uh do it. I'm gonna be there. I might. We might have to meet up if if we'll we'll see how the first couple months go. All right. Uh, we'll we'll hope. We it's been brought up to me. We'll just say that it's been brought up. So if you if you want a kill shot podcast meetup, UFC Atlantic City, plan it out. So there you go, guys. Mike, good talking to you as always. Glad to be back. Glad to got hell yeah. You know, what was I doing on my Thursday nights, my Saturdays? Big, big holes in my schedule, but they're filled now. We will see you guys next time. Good luck in those contests.